And the time to start, if you're not living your dream, is right now. Start setting goals and setting out where you set in the course of your life and setting it all up so that you get somewhere in the future. When all that comes together, something happens called fulfillment. If you are not experiencing awesomeness in every aspect of your life, it's just from an internal block or barrier disconnect that you've chosen to take on. Life is as easy or as hard as we want to make it. And I got my hands and my eyeballs and my heart around any information I could around holistic healing. And that led me down a never-ending rabbit hole of which I'm still spelunking into the depths of. I needed something like ayahuasca to really wake me up because I was very rigid and very stuck in my ways and very structured and controlling. And my first ayahuasca ceremony cracked my ego in a billion pieces. And uh, that's when I believe when you when we really follow our deepest truth, when we really follow our souls, when we really follow our true calling, the universe rises to support us moment to moment to moment. Welcome to the Holistic Health and Human Potential Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Landis. I'm an international speaker, author of multiple books, an integrative nutritionist, a transformation and embodiment coach, and simply a man who has devoted most of my life to the study, application, and integration of human potential. And it is my biggest inspiration to bring you weekly episodes that will expand your mind, challenge your paradigm, deepen your heart, and help you to embody the greatest version of yourself as I believe you are meant to do something incredible with your life and this podcast exists simply to support you on that journey. Welcome to episode 104 of the Holistic Health and Human Potential podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie Landis, and we have an absolutely incredible interview lined up for you with my dear friend and someone that I think is just an incredible beacon of light and wisdom on the planet, Amareya Dreamseed out of Kauai, Hawaii. And uh, wow, what an incredible interview this is. So before we dive into that, though, I just want to encourage everybody out there that's been listening to the show and gets a lot of value out of it. If you would love to support me and my mission of getting this show and all these incredible interviews to hundreds of thousands of people around the world, it would help me a lot if you would just leave a quick review on iTunes You can do that on your iPhone app or you can do that on your iTunes app on your computer and just leaving a quick review with a little bit of feedback, a five-star review if you'd like, that would help us get the show out to more and more people on the internet and I would greatly appreciate the support. Uh, And that's about it. So I feel like we can just dive right into this interview. This is, wow, this is an incredible novel opportunity that I had to sit down with this man in Kauai in the eternal flame sanctuary, which is his kind of his kind of golden nectar like palace in the heartland of Kauai. And the topics that we deal with are out of this world. And I think you are just going to get so much out of it. So without further ado, let's start to awaken our inner mystic and activate our magical superpowers with Amareya Dreamseed. Enjoy.
As founder of the Eternal Flame Sanctuary in Kauai and the Light School Visionary and Soul Awareness Facilitator, Sacred Ceremonialist, and Spiritual Artist, Amorea's passion for awakening our divine human potential has led to 20 years of transmitting embodied teachings and events ministering the evolution of our species. Amorea's focus on experiential transfiguration and core level shifts of our fundamental blueprint have resulted in the birth of numerous courses, retreats, and ceremonies. His wisdom teachings provide direct access and answers to questions such as, how do we access our soul's inherent perfection? How do we live from creator consciousness? What is the process of awakening into the light body? And how do we embody our divine human blueprint? Equally expressed in his writings, visionary art, and music is the acceleration of both personal and planetary evolution through higher dimensional awareness and the ensoulment process. His intensive trainings emphasize becoming an evolutionary ambassador in the time of great awakening with an understanding that re-enchantment and restoration of the earth can only happen with a complete transfiguration into the divinized self. Welcome to the show. <laughs> wow, well, that was quite a quite an introduction. That was the first time I've read that, and um, yeah, that that sums up a lot of my experience of you. Mm. I'm really excited to finally do this this uh, this interview with you. It's been uh, a long time in the making, almost a year. <laughs> it's nice to finally feel like both of us are at the right place uh, mm. to access whatever wants to come through and and um, really share from the heart because it's been a huge process lately, mm. down to the very day today of just really this experience mm. of. Um, being transparent and coherent in the heart and, and the ways in which we're, mm. you know, we're out of alignment are those nectar points, you know, where if we can really tune in with them, you know, the, the riches of who we truly are can be released mm. into, into our own evolution, but also into the world. And so, so much what I've found lately is, um, you know, seeing our stories so that we can honor them and then drop our stories so that we can <laughs> truly show up like beyond, you know, even beyond like the systems and the teachings and the ways that got us here, mm -hmm. you know, is, is to actually truly be free, you know, where mm. I think we're all looking to understand like what true freedom is and how do we become sovereign beings, you know, in a progressively, um, intense you know, outer worlds and mm. uh, how the matrix impresses on us is actually uh, trying to leverage us into yes. deeper level sovereignty. It's actually like almost like gently demanding that, you know, out of mm. us because of the times and the situations. So. And that's really interesting. So in, in what I just heard, it's almost like life is demanding us to step up and evolve and yeah. If we resist, there's going to be a lot more just suffering, self-induced suffering and pain and, and all that kind of thing. But if we acknowledge the conditioning or the, the story, as you said, yeah. and then go a step beyond that, which is to release it, yeah. 
then it's it seems to me like then there's like an liberation that nectar point that you mentioned to me i get this sense of like like liberated ecstasy yeah i'd say that ecstasy is not only the like the clear indicator that we're on point <laughs> yeah but it actually is it's like the it's like the reward too of of actually coming back to wholeness and then that wholeness actually generates out into the fields and really um, creates like it restores everything around it mm-hmm. to its original wholeness or just invites. It's mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. I think that's part of what we're doing as, as people is like, well, we can show up for ourselves and that level of coherency inside invites others to move towards it with us. And, you know, that either like brings up a lot for others who are not, in their coherency. And then we like, you know, we find our skillful means, you know, to meet them where they're at. And, and mm-hmm. in a sense, like um, just be an open doorway, you know, and a mirror for them. But that's becoming like increasingly like we're all getting really good at being mirrors for each other, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, um, it's so important. It's written into the, the code right now on the planet, you know, it's like, if you're not living from your truth, you're going to be reflected Mm. left, right, and center these days, you know, what's not working. And so something's like, you know, I consider like a centrifuge, you know, it it spins and it's spinning out that, which is, you know, like the dross to the Mm -hmm. edges, you know, and Mm -hmm. like it, it actually like brings our core into center more you know as mm. we as we let go of that which is the denser material right. so the dross like in vedic terms being like the heaviness the dense kind of right. weigh the energy that weighs us down yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then um like for for me and where i find the passion and the like the insertion point to to be with people is okay it's 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 one thing to be able to um, in a sense, like share with people ideas and concepts. Mm-hmm. It's another thing to actually like drop into state together and yeah. create a, a field, a consciousness field, you know, that really actually um, by its frequency, by the information within the field, you know, actually already has the answer for either for that person or like, Oh, what is this? Mm-hmm. Um, what is this connection about? Like, how is this shared energy wishing to step us both into, you know, partnering alliance? How can we help each other? But in the context of like my work, for instance, with people is, you know, you can counsel all you want, but if you don't bring people into a state in which they can actually touch their wholeness and like, alchemically access something that has been eluding them because of their pattern, uh, you know, then yeah, yeah, you're not getting to the core of actually creating shift. And so that's why the, the work that I focus on is taking people into initiatory spaces because that's where the mind actually uh, has to dissolve yeah. like you know whether it's like through just uh, guided meditation uh, energy work transmission uh, like initiating them through a process where there's a in a sense there's a death and a birth 
that's why the like the new platform that I've created called the Phoenix Code really represents this process. And I feel like this is we're in the year of the fire rooster. This is literally mm. the year of the Phoenix. The higher octave of the fire rooster is the Phoenix. Uh-huh. And so this is the resurrection energy. This is the time we just enter that in February, yeah. you know, and I think a lot of people are feeling it. And I, it, it's a seemingly we've been given an opportunity from last year where it was intense. Like yeah. we were like, going through so much and the alchemy hadn't yet revealed the solution. There was a lot of like like uh, confusion. There was a lot of like agonizing uncertainty and going through all these processes that had no, like it's like different when you have a goal, you kind of know where you're going. So like, it's like, Oh, I got to do a thousand pushups or whatever. You know, it's like, it's okay because you know where it's leading. Yeah. Right. But it's like last year felt like in a lot of ways, it was like we're going through a lot of this, this cosmic drama. And mm-hmm. I have no idea where this is going. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. It's kind of like being in the in between octaves where it doesn't quite sound good or feel good. You're like, <laughs> yeah, neither. <laughs> like, oh, is this the moment where it all falls apart? <laughs> And so that's exactly what I'm saying. It's like, it has to fall apart, you know, like in order for the resurrection to happen. And we all want it. Like we Mm -hmm. so fundamentally want it. We don't necessarily know how to get there. Our, our concepts are actually keeping us in the way of actually like meeting our new wholeness, you know? And like, there is a process. You and I were just talking about um, this idea of, implosion technology yes. and explosion technology. It's like yeah. there's a process of trying to direct your evolution and direct what you think you should be doing different and doing the, like whatever the I am affirmations and, mm-hmm. you know, like coming against your stuff and going, okay, this is my stuff, you know, like I need to change it. And then there's this process of like, Oh, let the death happen, honey. Like the, it's like the great mother just going like, enter my mysteries, you know, mm. and like, be okay with being in the dark right now. Like you have to relinquish everything. If you want to be given everything, the keys, mm. the keys to the kingdom are like <laughs> waiting on the other side of your mind, letting go of, of this experience that you've been subscribing to. Yeah. And so there is this power in repatterning. And it can happen in so many different ways, but like I, um, I've been creating specialized experiences for groups because I also like, I'm, I'm wired for that, but I think we are wired for that. Mm -hmm. We're wired as a species to create these, um, this fabric together in which like, we're like a neural net. Like we're, when we come together, we like, we draw something totally different, you know, out of us and we open into, um, an experience in which like it's something bigger than the whole, you know, it's really coming through. And I like, that's where, um, there's a support system that's bigger than any one of us. Mm -hmm. And it's like the information that comes through that process is so powerful it's magnified and um 
and that's where I find like our brilliance really come through too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so that point where our brilliance comes through, what, what I hear in that, you know, for me, I think of brilliance and our intrinsic genius as like our soul, our authentic expression coming through us um, in a non-conditioned, non-inhibited way. Yeah, it's very true. And what I would also add to that is sometimes we need to be injected by a, an experience of, of dropping our defenses so that we can feel that again. And so creating a coherent field is an art, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and that's the thing that I've been like so fascinated by is cultivating. How do you cultivate a container? How do you cultivate a, a space in which, okay, let's say you've got 30 people coming into uh, a process. Some of them are at certain levels. Others are going through this particular pattern just in the moment. Maybe it's not even their main lifetime thing, but it's like, how do you create the energetic architecture so that every person that comes in gets a deeper sense of their own soul, yeah. um, reaches to whatever their next level is, finds themselves filled up so that they're also serving the container and they Mm. naturally go, I have so much more to give. Like now I can actually focus on, Oh my gosh, something big is happening here. Something immense. It's more than just me trying to figure out my process or try to get in touch with my soul. This is where like, um, you know, we were just part of a process last night, Mm -hmm. uh, in the form of ecstatic dance that we put on here at the sanctuary, but it's no it's no difference in a sense of like, how do you get to that sweet spot where everybody feels like they just popped to their next level? Uh-huh. They just like broke through whatever their thing that was contracting them. And they just like started to attune to the bigger fields. Right. And they're like, whoa, something's big is happening here. And how do I serve it? Mm. Because it's like this kind of like this big giant pillar of energy wants to like be anchored through. And I talk about the word pillar because it's a reference to like establishing an axis through something that's more than the self, something that's more than even our our humanness. It's actually our breach into a higher world, a dimensional state, a level of consciousness, or we could say like a connection to source. Mm -hmm. And so creating that pillar is also saying, restoring the bridge of our of our soul essence i love that explanation because and for anyone that needs that translate into like the most basic layman's terms it's like a win-win right we're creating and fostering an environment or an experience which is based on cooperation and not really competition. Yeah. Um, it's not based on the old, like Newtonian kind of mechanics, uh, which is very much rooted in like our materialistic kind of frame of reality. It's more of a quantum perspective. It's a holographic perspective, right. which you talk a lot about the field. And I like to, I like to actually, I would love to update our whole language yes. and our whole context around reality and how we interact with the nature of life. You know, because the holographic field to me is more real than whatever we have associated <laughs> reality as. Right. Um, you know, like so this idea of 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 
um, amplifying the field or, or harmonizing the field. Those are terms that you use a lot. What, what, um, how would you maybe describe that to people listening that might not be so familiar with that language? Okay. That's a great question. Um, and, and the first thing I'd like to express is that we're entering into territory that's sensitive, which is like talking about potentially spiritual or religious things like, and, and that's sensitive because there's all kinds of belief systems and models. And then there's even like, um, the, the, like, uh, what do you call, uh, when the transmission just doesn't come through even with our language, you know? And so one person could actually be saying the same thing, but just, it's not being interpreted. So that's why even, I think why this whole experience of spirituality meets science Mm. is this Mm -hmm. like really breaching the new level of consciousness that is not tied to a belief system that is not connected to some religion or some model. Um, because I think we all know we're systems busters. (laughs) Those of us who are like, we're hardwired a lot of us to, and nothing is working from the past. Mm -hmm. Um, we've actually incarnated so many times through so many lineages (laughs) and spiritual traditions. And we know that none of them actually have the answer to where, what we're building because it's clear we're building something. Mm -hmm. That's why it's again, like bringing it back to like a scientific terminology of like we're engineers of something that's never been done before Mm. so this is fringe science this is fringe reality (laughs) that that we're like pioneering and so all right well that's the premise and then now back to your question of like well in layman's terms like the field how do we how are we we all want to feel safe Mm. i want to begin there Okay, because now we get to the core of human dynamics. When safety is there, we open. Right. And openness creates um, energy to be fully expressed, honored, shared, give, and received. Um, Some people are easier at receiving. Some people are easier at giving. But the process actually is the same when we enter a dynamic system, let's say a group. Yeah. An intentional group coming together. That group could be like, you know, a, a group of scientists, or it could be like, you know, a, a new age a circle coming together to do some kind of workshop. Either way, there's not really a difference uh, at the fundamental level when we feel like we're coherent and we're jamming, like we're just mm-hmm. like we're, mm-hmm. something is on. We're all lit up. Mm-hmm. It's because we feel engaged. But that engagement happens when we feel safe and we're seen. Mm-hmm. Like we want to feel seen. If those two things are there, being safe and feeling seen and honored, um, then like that's where the brilliance comes through. That's where the soul can actually incarnate. And even to get, go beyond the terminology of soul, because even that might be like, okay, what's he mean by that? Mm-hmm. But to just to be say that our essence like can, can really... Um, be you know released offered and then it's we can contribute to Mm. the field instead of going well i'm not 
feeling anything or I'm not feeling safe to express something right now. And, um, yeah, I just, I have a sense that when, um, people really can find home inside, then they access something bigger than themselves. Mm. And that's what we want to do because that's what we, how we need to create new governmental structures. Yes. That's how we need to like create new, um, f- fluid open sourced models of, of how we, how we build new systems in the world at, at every sector of humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's not any different, but where I, where I'm specialized and where I find a lot of just where's my brilliance is in creating like sacred containers, you know, yes. so that it's, it's about the soul awakening. Yeah. Well, I like, I love these terms cause they're so, they're so, um, complementary or they're so representative of an essence that is trying to be conveyed, but because of the limitation of language, particularly the English language, yeah. um, there is a, there's like a context or an interpretation barrier sometimes between the rational mind and just like getting a feeling, which is what I heard from you saying, like this idea of creating a field or even a container is no different than going to like a musical concert, right? Like you're in a field, a vibratory field of acoustic symphony and you, (laughs) you're feeling things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, just to take it to that level. So people kind of like, if anyone's listening, um, I'm at most of my audience is like pretty, they're on top of all this, mm-hmm. but I just want to, I just want to, um, acknowledge anyone wherever anyone's at. So we can all rise up and we can all update our kind of vocabulary, yeah. our conscious vocabulary together. Yeah. Another place where I like, let's bring this somewhere real close to home too. It's like, yeah. Within our partnerships, yes. within our relationships, um, both the, our intimate, you know, with our beloved or just within like how we feel that with our friends, our colleagues. But like I specialize a lot in helping people like within their relationship too, because mm. that's a place where I feel like these same understandings like of the, of the heart that needs to feel open for anything to flow, you know, is that's like, that's common language. Like everybody wants to have a powerful Mm. awakened relationship. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. a huge in the, in the, actually the longing right now is because we go back to being met and being seen so that our brilliance can come out. And then there's this feedback loop you know, we're really bringing out the best in each other. And, right. and so, um, that, that's also what I've come to realize over, over my years is like, okay, I actually came from a very mental and scientific, almost like this cosmic, mm-hmm. you know, cosmic, uh, that's why I call it the divine blueprints, like, you know, accessing some powerful cosmic, you know, component of our, of who we truly are. Mm. And then my last 15 years has really been about like, bring that to the heart, bring, bring that same level of like understanding and bring it all the way home here Mm. Mm -hmm. where every person has these same issues and it doesn't matter if they know all of these ideas. And that's where um, I think like my work these days is, is around helping people 
drop their stories and their belief systems because sometimes even the most sophisticated belief systems, they're actually the ones that are taking you away from Here we go. This, your is, heart. this is now we're getting into <laughs> some, yeah. It's hoping we go in this direction yeah. eventually. Yeah. Okay. So this is, this is really key and I don't get to articulate or have someone that can articulate it this way often. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to indulge a little bit here. Mm-hmm. We were, we were previously talking about the movie Inception. Right. And I was bringing up uh, an experience I was having with myself of seeing the layers of cognitive defense structures that I've built or have been built into my psyche of of just like defending against things that haven't even happened. And the probability of them happening is extremely low. (laughs) And yet I'm observing these these verbal – um, these one-sided verbal debates going on. Yeah. And I was just thinking, yeah, it's just like that movie. There's literally defense structures built into my yeah. psyche that are like, because there's no stimuli, mm-hmm. they're propping up, you know, to be heard or wh- whatever mm-hmm. it is. And, um, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to maybe venture into that territory mm-hmm. because you had some good insights about that. And just the nature of, of, I guess, the condition, the condition software programs. Mm, yeah. My mind goes to two places when we talk about this. Okay. One is the very deep personal and psychological, like, like you said, defense systems and just the, the beliefs that are actually really kind of emotional mental patterns of just how we are viewing life and how we're like connecting to people, the expectations that we put, the judgments, you know, and how much of that really is just our own psychological story. (laughs) (laughs) It actually has no, it's actually not generating, um, like joy and freedom Mm -hmm. for us or for anybody else. It's like, wow. Um, when we, when we finally get to see it, it's like, oh my gosh, down the rabbit hole, like our own matrix that generated these things and set these kind of patterns up in my way that I related to this person or that, or to myself. Um, if you take that to then the highest degree and talk about then belief systems, and you mentioned the word propping up, Mm. like, Belief systems, even our cosmologies, yeah. our our spiritual notions, because now we're talking about um, there's there's the primal brain that is has all that really deep, dense, like psychological, emotional density. But then there's the you know, like they say, like the part of the brain that connects with the idea of God is one of the most fundamental parts. Our connection to creation is like. Everything else is kind of based on like that relationship, the I and the thou to spirit or whatever we're going to call that divine identity or just source consciousness. Yeah. And our, our version of those belief systems are like the highest tiered level mm. of everything else kind of formulated around that too. And so it's a huge one when we actually start to realize, oh my gosh, those fundamental beliefs around God, my relationship to my soul or to, to religion or, or spirituality, those are big giant systems. And, and so those are the tough ones because those are the ones that even we might find ourselves 
um, creating the subtlety of like, oh, I know so much, you know, <laughs> like I've got it perfectly figured out. Yeah. You know, I've constructed like the perfect, um, you know, ex- version of what I consider reality. Mm-hmm. And it's actually sometimes the perfect prison because it's so perfect how you think it is. Cause you, you, I talked about subscribing to things like, yeah. Like we subscribe to magazines, just like we subscribe to belief systems and we keep the subscription going for like, oh yeah, it's feeling really nice. We have a bias towards it. Yeah. And so Mm -hmm. to find those places where we're biased is huge in uncovering the way that our, our mental mind is so, um, yeah, um, it's, I want to say intelligent, but it's not intelligent. It's like so elaborately tricky, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. to compose these things. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's again where where spirit meets matter, where our our own deep personal psyche meets the divine. Those are the, the these convergent points of where my like my ceremonies and my mm. retreats are get people into that place where like huge rewiring can happen. Because they're uncovering by nature of dissolving, you know, these core mechanisms, they get a direct experience of their soul that's not based on the concepts, that's actually based on a visceral, felt, you know, body contacted, not out of body, actually like, oh, this body is actually the mechanism and the sensory system to divinity itself to like my core essence actually touches all the way through. And there's, there's nothing that is not here. My wholeness navigator, Mm. you know, is really is giving me the sense of what's true and real. And that's where we can go down to the hardware of who we are and get past even ideas of spirit and just say, I'm touching my essence again as if for the first time Mm -hmm. from that state, it's literally like erasing the the hard drive and, and finding the quantum state of what essence is for you. And that's being recreated all the time. That's the beauty Mm -hmm. is like, Mm -hmm. it has to be, Mm -hmm. if it's real, it means that it's always being recreated. Yeah. That's, that's the flow state, right? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I'm glad you brought that term up is your description of, uh, backtrack previously in this conversation your your kind of explanation of um as we led up to this idea around the field or container it was really like i was hearing a description of how to get into a flow state Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah i was like oh yeah that's 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 actually a very beautiful beautiful segue into that i but i have this question just out Mm. of for fun because Mm. we're talking about biases and belief structures and how that can be a um a, like almost like volunteer voluntarily um, enslaving ourselves, you know, mentally. Um, there was this great book by Thomas Kuhn. Okay. Did you ever read that book? The the structure of scientific revolutions. I haven't. It was it was like a very, like in the fifties or sixties. It was a very um, uh, disrupting the conventional model of right. science. And basically, um, Thomas Kuhn's pointing out how the model of scientific dogma or scientific religion, scientism, 
Mm -hmm. um, and really just pointing out all the flaws in that particular system, Mm -hmm. which is really what, you know, another way of what I'm hearing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'd say another thing about creating space is, uh, like we know the difference when we come into a, a space in which, um, it's lit up and it's like, mm. Ooh, wow, I'm feeling something like mm. something's turning on inside of me. Yeah. Like, what is it about that? And what's, what, um, what creates that? And we get down to frequency. Mm. We, <laughs> we yeah. really get down to like, Oh, co- like safe and powerful space is, is, is creating coherency where there's nothing left out. Every, everybody's welcomed and invited in, Uh, but there's also like, it's because the field is refined. Um, number one, there's no judgment in it. Number two, um, (laughs) this is what a powerful group or a facilitator, let's like, we could just say, how do you facilitate that? And it's like, you know, in the end, it's not about the words that come through. And this is what I've seen time and again. People like, okay, yes, I do have like some very intricate ideas mm. when I'm sharing in a, in a, in a ceremony, in a, you know, let's call it a workshop or whatever. There's some pretty high level, you know, ideas being shared and, and words that are like, you know, sometimes somebody will come up to me afterwards and go, gosh, I didn't understand a few of your words, but oh my gosh, where I went. Yeah was so powerful. I accessed this and this and this. What was it? How was I able to mm-hmm. like create a field mm-hmm. and the field is being held by opening it into an information and like an energetic state in which then you, 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 you provide that for other people. And so this is like, this is the power of um, creating sacred space is actually to be the sacred space mm-hmm. inside mm-hmm. and also not need to, to change anybody, right. but to offer the invitation to, to merge into that new frequency. And, um, and I, I bring it back to like, again, there's the group model, like, because we're, we're human. So we're wired to want to, we know what, what feels good when we're in a situation where we're feeling supported and our genius comes out Yes, and, uh, the flow state happens and, um, and the downloads of who we are becoming then are all of a sudden accessible, you know? And, and this is what I bring it back to. Cause I, part of the, like the bio you, you know, read aloud for me was around creating evolutionary ambassadors mm-hmm. right yeah. like we know we're here to change the face <laughs> of humanity from the inside out meaning um we're going through these upgrades there's evolutionary codes written inside of each of us and turning them on is the highest function of what we're here to do with each other and from that like new systems are created on the outside and then we start to realize oh anytime you wake up to higher consciousness the part of what that is is wanting to serve mm-hmm. it's, it's actually it's just the nature of consciousness when it expands it expands beyond itself and so it goes well how can i serve the whole now 
How can mm-hmm. I serve the whole mm-hmm. system? Mm-hmm. Then your mission lights up. Then your purpose comes on. Then like this, like this desire to keep generating that same, you know, beauty and 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 fresh insight and and safety mm. for others or genius to, to help other people bring that out. And, and so it's. Um, that's why I say the word ambassador yeah. because we're all that yeah. we're all in each of our own ways are, if we can access our brilliance, we're going to find how our piece fits into the whole of creating a new humanity. And if that's not our focus, it, it actually is no matter what, <laughs> because as long as we're staying true to what we are here mm-hmm. being and, and evolving, then what we're doing is an expression yeah. of that beauty and it amplifies the potential for everybody. But in our time, in our community of those who are really, really quickly awakening, there, there is such a, um, such a need to like find bigger purpose and mission. Yeah. That's not just like, well, I want to be a dancer. Cause that, you know, is what really turns me on. It's like, um, actually I want to change what dancing even means. Mm. Like I want to upgrade even the idea of what dancing is as yeah. a modality, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. that actually uses like the choreography of what I just learned about the nature of harmonics right now. If for my other friend, who's like a, like a sound healer, it's like mm-hmm. we're cross pollinating crazy, amazing new ideas just because we're, like that's what we're doing at this point. Yes. Like it's it's really not. The, it has to. We need to. There needs to be a bilateral thinking or cross lateral thinking. Right? right. We can't just think linearly forward back. Like we have right. to be able to cross pollinate, cross reference. There's that convergence uh, that's mm-hmm. happening. Right, yeah. where we can't be hyper specialized and just myopically right. focused right. in our little bubble. It's like. Our bubble kind of has to burst, yeah, in order for our genius to overflow, yeah, and we have to allow the collective genius, if you will, to all merge and flow into the same yeah. pool, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, kind of what I see. Bilateral. It's when you said that, Ronnie. I also took it another way. Yeah, which is even within the axis of time. Mm, yeah, this is something that we've, yes, we've we talked did. about, yeah. which is um, and uh, wingmakers is one of the you know materials and that this is coming through. But it's something for me. We never really talked about like my story and, and how I came to, to mm. be here. But for the last twenty years, I have had the intense and very lucid experience of interacting with what I would call beings from beyond this time this is where it gets really good <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and the nature of talking about time is already like a, quite a loophole um because as we move outside of even the idea of linear time so we're, we're going to into ideas of trans time but to the horizon of our of where we're looking from now it might appear to be from the future from the horizon of now if we go beyond that we actually say well, the future state of who we're becoming, which means some part of us already is that, uh, you know, and so bilateral t- t- 
time experience of ourself <laughs> is going, well, there's everything mm-hmm. that I have been before that has built upon this beautiful being that I've become. Yeah. And we can bring it even farther back to, um, to past lifetimes. If we think about things like that, if, if that's part of our belief system, in, re, incarnations from beyond this one, but we can also, and I think more and more people are accessing this, feeling this and tuning into beings um, and those beings, you know, that sometimes we call spirit guides, sometimes mm. we call angels, extraterrestrials, we, we have all kinds of names for them, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, all I can say is after I've stripped bare my, my thought of who they are, yeah, because I've gone through different ideas. Oh, at first, like, uh, I had names for them, like, uh, extraterrestrials like Syrians and Palladians, right? right? That was my, my way of trying to figure out like, who are these beings, you know? And, um, and then sometimes it's like, Oh, they're angels, you know, like over and over again, what is important and what they're trying to transmit is like, remember this part of you, that is beyond time. Mm-hmm. Remember that the perfection and the wholeness that you are and who you're becoming is already within you. Yeah. And remember that you're part of building a legacy that, um, that's already embedded in, in, inside of you. It's, yes. it's again, it's talking like we go down to the DNA as an, uh, as a reference point to the physicalization of this etheric DNA or this etheric energy of like who we're becoming is already in there. And so the beings are reminding us of that. They, uh, and these beings actually might be us in the future. I was, yeah, I was, (laughs) I was just, I was anticipating it getting right to that. So you mentioned this is, this is awesome. I'm I'm so happy we went in this direction. Because this isn't as like far out as a lot of people might immediately assume just because we're – it's part of that upgrading our our knowledge and just upgrading the operating system to where we actually are as conscious beings. Yeah. We just weren't necessarily given the language or given the concepts. Like we were given the concepts of a particular type of like explosion type of technology. So we right. get that. That right. makes sense. Or we are given the – the reference of like Bill Clinton or George Bush or something. We, okay, we, we get that. It's a particular type of consciousness that we're used to, but then more in these niche areas of like ufology or Egyptology or, or some of the things that we're into. Um, it's just an upgrade and just kind of, uh, uh, what am I saying? A conceptual upgrade, just understanding like certain concepts so this concept right here, I love because it is, there is a practicality to it. Like even if you don't understand the whole thing, there's a practicality in the sense of like, okay, past life regression, right? Like that makes sense to a lot of people. However, that's still, that's still looking from a linear model, right? Like, oh, that happened already. Therefore, mm-hmm. that makes sense that I look back. But what about the idea that, interdimensionally that what has happened in the future is influencing the present. 
Like that's a, that's for me, that's a more interesting concept (laughs) because what that tells me is that there's an inevitability of my own destiny Mm. and actually relaxes me. Mm. And I think that's the practicality aspect that I'm kind Mm. of pointing to is that Mm. a lot of this is just about relaxing into what's inevitable. It's wow. (laughs) It's a big, like that is the getting down to the practical because sure we can like really get into this experiential, like very cosmic state, you know, with it and like, whoa, start to access these dimensional energies and, and revelations. But also it's true. What it comes down to in our psyche is like we rest and we trust Mm. and we actually go, there's a divine purpose and blueprint for where humanity's going. Even if we can't, feel it when we look outside and see chaos happening and manipulation Mm. and you know all of these things um destruction so it's um it brings us back to the wholeness of there's profound purpose there's there's a the hologram is already set for Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. to um move towards something beyond what we could possibly imagine right because we can't see it from the vantage point of the rate the wave we're riding right now yes so the invitation from these beings is actually to become holographic is to actually move perspective to these wider states and they're like look this is going to help you at every level Mm. you know this is going to turn on your inherent capacities as like a, a cosmic human, mm-hmm. you know, because who are we becoming? Like, like we, we look to these angels, aliens, whatever, as like, um, like powerful beings, right? It's like, well, yeah. surely the program, the part of the experiment in consciousness in the universe is that we eventually all will become those beings and then steward other races to do the same, you know? And yeah. so it's like, well, we're all just in the primer for it. And, um, <laughs> yeah. And so it's not that outlandish actually. Right. When we see it that way, yeah. it's like, well, we're parents to our children, you know, like we watch them and they're going to become more powerful than us. Right. It's like, they're the next generation. It's like, shit, man, they're upgraded. We already see their codes. And we're like, Oh my God, yes. man, they're going to be my teachers. It's like, well, yes. So right now, um, there's these other beings that we, maybe we could consider our parents, but they, they could just be the evolved parent of our own self but, yeah. humanity. That's mm-hmm. stewarding the, like any good parent, the reminders that we need, yeah, you know, to go, uh, everything exactly, you're doing is yes. perfect. We foster in you that you're, you're learning at the pace that you're needing to. And here's, yes. you know, like, I'm only going to share with you as much information as I know that you can receive right mm-hmm. now in the way that you can receive it. Right. And so this is again, going back to like how to facilitate good, healthy, relations Mm. and like again me as a facilitator i'll bring it back to that too like creating creating space where people feel safe Mm. is 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 actually it's somewhat similar to what we're talking about here but it is again like you said being able to rest being able to rest and go ah all is well i actually have all the resources i need like this lets me um like let go of my ego defense mechanisms and structures mm-hmm. that I learned from my parents, from society and actually access 
my true sovereign identity. Yes. The individual essence in me that was hardwired to be, to awaken and become one. And um, that's juicy. Like that's what turns me on. And that's actually what turns everybody on yeah. when they touch it. Yeah. They, even if they deflect it and they go, whoa, that's too much. I don't know about that. I can't take that. Like they, they open up a little bit and then they go, okay, that's enough for my defense mechanisms. I, I dissolve it for a little bit, but then we get back to our hardware mm. pattern. Mm-hmm. So fundamentally we need to change the hardware, the software, we call it the wetware in between mm. this like kind of gray area where, <laughs> you know, the, the wetware interface is, is actually realizing too um, that word is connected to also like there's a membrane of energy and information that we're sharing with these bigger systems, you know, and these, all these systems are really us too. That's why we could say those beings that we consider extraterrestrial might actually be us. Um, and they might actually be trying to share some, it's us trying to share something with ourselves. Right. Um, we're building a bridge for, right. for ourselves. Yeah. We're yeah. coming home. We're we're dream membering. We're we're dreaming backwards. Something. <laughs> yes. <you know? laughs> yeah, and that explains more of like the phenomenology of like premonitions and synchronicity and right. insights. It's like you know, if, you know, if anyone's even dabbled in the phenomenon of synchronicity for a short amount of time, it's like, come on, let's get you know the precision of some of the synchronicities that I've had. Following a premonition that I can trace back to a moment where I mm. stopped my flow in my day mm. and I was just like something came up, like some feeling in my chest and it was like, oh, okay, I need to like, like well, uh, you know, I won't go into the story, but I just, I'm thinking of a very powerful moment very recently where the, the, where it was, the timing was so precise that it blew my heart open when I, when it happened and it basically like I was just going about my day with a friend in Santa Cruz on my way to LA and I just stopped over to hang out with her for like two hours and we're in a grocery store and we're about to leave. But then I get this feeling in my chest and I'm like, Oh yeah, something's coming up. Can I just like just drop in? Like, can we just like, you know, hug for like 10 minutes or something in like 10 minutes. And then I'm like, okay, I feel good. Let's, let's head out. I head out and right as I'm walking out, this teenage girl looks at me and she's like, Ronnie. And I was like, I thought she saw me on social media or something, but it turned out that she was the daughter of a woman that I almost married and I helped her raise her kids. And we hadn't seen each other in like seven or eight years. That, and it was like this healing had occurred because we hadn't talked in that time. So this healing occurred and it was like – and my friend Mia witnessed the whole thing and I told her who it was and, and we walked away. And I was like – it was like like any, any lack of hope in the creator was immediately restored. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, come on there, you yeah. know, trust in the flow is like what that, <laughs> like the basics of like what it, it all comes home to like, Absolutely. you just got to trust in the flow and the syn- synchronicities are when we realize, wow, w- 
we're trusting. We have to trust like there's a timing to everything too. Um, and free will and destiny, those two seemingly different ideas are actually just, it's only the human bicameral mind that actually thinks it's one or the other. Right. Okay. It's either destiny or it's free will. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, the, the Bipartisan consciousness. Yeah, it's like from a holographic viewpoint, it's, We're all in this incredible co-creating, synchronizing, organizing field. It's being organized from bigger places outside Mm. of apparently us. But then we, when we get these ahas, we realize, wow. Well, who who am I anyway? Who is us? Like, who's doing all of this? Well, like the soul's in charge. Mm. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. From the ego's perspective, it it's like. Free will or destiny? From the soul perspective, it's like oh, it's a it's a holographic symphony, and yeah, we're yeah. all just like like finding each other within this you know luminous and fluid space of of um, walking each other home and oh, and yeah. sh- showing each other miracles when we need it, you know, mm-hmm. setting up the perfect conditions. For mm-hmm. us to like surrender and trust in the flow again or whatever it is, you know, yeah. have that emotional connection and breakthrough with somebody who we hadn't, you know, we had, hadn't healed for like 10 years or whatever, yeah. you know, and we got to just give way to, if we want to call it a higher power, if we just want to call it source consciousness, yeah. it's like there is something bigger, but we're not separate from that bigger. Yeah. We yeah. are that. Yeah. Big. We are that big. Yeah. 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 Well, we can't see everything. So that's why we call it destiny. Um, there's another quote that's like, um, like magic is just uh, a science that we don't quite understand yet. It's a future science. It's like, we just haven't figured out how it works yet. So we call it magic. Very paradoxical. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, yeah, one day we'll realize, oh, oh, it's the science of the fields. That's magic. Like, we become a creator. We actually see how it all works. And we just, um, we work with the energy. We reorganize things. We see, like, oh, um, we come into harmony with what truly wants to happen. And then everything reorganizes around that. We can actually, it would appear to be manipulating the field. Like, magic seems like he's conjuring or she's manipulating the fields to, to make this happen. Something Mm -hmm. that looks so miraculous. And I don't even understand how they did that. It was magical. It's like, well, we're all capable of that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Are we all magicians? Yes. Are we all creator beings? Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. We all have these powers. Yeah. And they're coming online. And coming back into an enchanted reality. Yeah opens that possibility back up right yeah how how um as we're as we're reaching the the eclipse of this conversation (laughs) how have you seen people through your work or any anything in general how how have you seen and maybe this will be maybe how you possibly were able to regain enchantment through your own magical superhero powers mm. um, and just in any interpretation of that. Mm. Wow. Beautiful question. Um, especially because I love to work with groups mm. and I see the power of humans come together 
to when they hold each other through a, a potent process where we become vulnerable and all of a sudden, like all of our defense mechanisms drop, the wound is, is there, we're all suddenly we're transparent and it's actually what we all want. Mm. We just want to be like this big giant heart open and trust. And so when just watching people and their defense mechanisms drop and then watching like the power of our souls like come through and realize everything's possible and we witness it in each other and then we gain hope. We gain hope because we did it together. And and there's the thing again of like, I'm not alone because so many people feel alone. Yeah. So many people who are waking up, like we're privileged. I feel like you, you and me, Ronnie, like we have such a powerful community. Yeah. Like we're so held by like <laughs> epic yeah. souls, like yeah. you're high caliber waking up together. But that is not necessarily the main thing happening for a lot of people across the planet who are li- living in Wichita, whatever, yeah. in K- Kentucky or in China, yeah. you know, where it's just like, whew, there's all these waking ones. And w- if we don't touch our hum- humanity together, it's almost like we lose the enchantment of what's possible with humanity. Yeah. Cause we're doing this together and it's going to take our efforts to do it together. So I, that's why I find when we wake up together and we get that huge, like um, the wound is seen, healed, revealed and not judged by mm. a circle of people. That's when something is restored inside and they actually get re-inspired not only in their own soul's journey, but they get re-inspired by humanity at a time where if we wanted to, we could look in every direction and see horrible things happening. Yeah. And so this is a huge thing where like subtle depression is like, is running rampant and this, this wanting to check out by even the most awake of us, there's still that like, fuck man, it's too hard. It's just like, I want to check out. I've done all I could. Like, I'm just, what's, why anymore? And it happens. It yeah. one, one case happened very recently. I'm sure yeah. you're aware of that. Yeah. You know, it's. Yeah. And, and speaking to that, I really appreciate that. The subtle depression. Yeah. Because I feel like maybe that's part of the awakening process is to mm-hmm. feel yes. that. But not get caught up in it. So what do you, so with that said, um, what do you feel is, um, very helpful for people that are on that spectrum? Those who are kind of, I guess we would say like either in the dark night of the soul yeah. or they're, they're actually just in their coping with, uh, oh, well, this is yeah. just low grade they're just depression. in coping phases yeah and they're kind of in survival yeah but they're these brilliant beings yes you know who just are not finding the ways to access or be supported to for their brilliance to come on um that's a great question uh i hmm, first thing that comes to mind is um, if you're alone, you know, if you don't have the community that's reflecting your brilliance, um, turning on the key of gratitude mm. is never to be underestimated. Mm-hmm. Like there's always something that can be your access point 
And that if that's the smallest hole, um, especially for those who have had awakening experiences, there's something that they've touched. Yeah. And if they've forgotten it, um, there's there, it's like there is a way home, and it is through appreciation, and gratitude. Um, it's actually de- delighting in finding new ways. That's what I would say. Is like when we get stuck in stagnancy, it's because we've forgotten how to find new, fresh ways of old things, and we've um, the reenchantment will literally happen by turning on our senses sometimes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, of seeing things different. And first, you have to recognize it. It's like <laughs> number one thing is like, yes. oh shoot, I've created this, and like self responsibility is is a tough one, but it's also an empowering. Thing, you know, to wake up and go, I've created my condition. Because mm-hmm. um, only then are you going to like know that you have the power to change it. And then is actually finding new ways that inspire what potentially were old things. Um, as common as like walking out the door and looking at that flower that you looked at every day for the last five years mm-hmm. and finding a new experience with that. Or reprogramming the self to go, today I'm only going to say yes. Like like the movie Yes Man. Mm-hmm. This is very powerful because it's actually the part of us that is hardwired that we're either subtly saying no to life or we're saying yes right, to life. Right, right, right. So if you can get back to the barometer of yes, um, and saying yes doesn't necessarily mean saying yes to every single thing in your world. It means staying open yeah. and trusting and going better than imagined is waiting for me. And I'm, I'm saying yes to seeing everything in a new light. So it takes that to change, to shift your spectrum towards yes. And, um, um, yes, is a powerful mantra, you know, mm-hmm. it really, it's literally yeah. like the mantra that created yes. everything. Yes is like what, like the divine decreed in the first moment. <laughs> Creation was born. It's like, yes. It, no, it's like, I've done this with people in, in groups where we just say the word yes together. And literally that mantra like turns on a circuit in our emotional body, our feeling frequency, mm-hmm. the tone of like down into our chemical composition. It's like saying, and knowing that we can't smile for that long and not feel happy, right. even if we have to force our smile. It's like right, right. There's, there's a hard wiring when we, we actually start to say yes inside to the things that we've been subtly unconsciously saying no to or having a negative connotation idea around. Yeah, that's, that's what I would say <laughs> to those people that had just forgotten somehow like that yes is actually the, the answer. Mm. Yeah. That's beautiful. I I really I love that. Mm, this was this was incredible. Thanks Thank for you. thanks Thank for so much, making the time to join me here. And we are in for anyone that didn't catch the context. We are at the Eternal Flame Sanctuary in Kauai, and this is your sanctuary that you've you've called in and and envisioned and and held held a field for so many people and so many incredible geniuses have come through here to, mm. to give their gifts of music or, or maybe education or, and, and you have given your gifts. I've been in, I've been in one or two of your ceremonies and the powerful resonant type of work that you do. Mm. Um, 
which which I definitely want to promote to the world and anyone listening mm-hmm. here. So, mm-hmm. what uh, where can people find more access to you? Maybe your websites, mm-hmm. any content that you have, and if people feel super inspired by this, and maybe they want to reach out to mm-hmm. to work with you or even come out to this incredible yeah. like sanctuary yeah. and feel the mana of this. <laughs> Yeah, that's that is the invitation at the at the deepest level is actually to come out here and and let Kauai and the sanctuary, which there, there's, you know, again the the power in containers. Like mm. um, I've created a container um, in which people literally can just come out and stay for a week or two weeks, whether they even work with me or not. Right. This sanctuary is working with them. Mama Kauai yeah, yeah. is a powerful initiator. <laughs> and she's actually what I feel is one of the more, she can be intense, but she's also gentle in how she holds you through a process. She's very feminine. And so there's, there's a sense for those who are feeling like, wow, I just need to, turn off everything else and unplug. Mm. This is the place where nourishment is at its ultimate max. Yeah. That's why I've chosen it as the place, you know, to plug in um, this kind of experience of, of having a sanctuary for retreats and people to do one-on-one work, but also just for people to just come and go, I have a safe space, you know, mm-hmm. to do my inner work yeah. and, and an intentional feel that's holding them in that process. Please come out. Um, I don't have a website specifically for the sanctuary, but um, phoenixcode.org is um, my one-on-one work. uh, And that will eventually get you to uh, the sanctuary page, actually. Mm -hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. This was, this was a pleasure. Thanks for joining me. True delight. Thank you. Mahalo. Yes. Yeah.